Welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us on a Thursday, a little bit after Christmas. We're still here in the holiday season. We're in the holiday mood. We're going to be doing a little New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's resolutions for you guys on today's podcast. But without further ado, I am Max Simpson. I am here in the Four Peaks mini bar. I don't think you guys may not have seen it on the show. It looks nice. We are in a beer drinking mood here. How we doing? And a man who likes to drink beer himself, who's in the other studio right now. It's Mr. Owen Evans. How we doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed in the chat as well, we've already got a comment in there from uh, Has Max Got a Tattoo? No. Uh, we are uh, we're off to We're going to have an update on that later in the show. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, seeing everyone else in the chat, Damas, my man, New Year's resolutions will be the budget property for an unforeseen title run. Goodness gracious. Uh, should have done that earlier this year. I should have anyway. We all should have, but hey, here's to running it back. See Reese as well. Hello, Mr. Simpson. Hello, Mr. Goodall. How are you doing? Hi, the Owen Evans. We love it. All righty. Well, yeah, guys, we got a big show. Like we mentioned, um, you know, it's a bit of housekeeping. We're going to keep you guys up to date with some of the recent transactions from, uh, you know, really since what, uh, what is that now? Eight plus days ago or so since the last pod talking through again, some of those new year's resolutions for Phoenix rising. They want to cha- the championship this year. Let's see how much further they can go wink, wink and how they can even make a more, even more dominant run and just a couple other things to end the show. But as we circle back to, some of those recent transactions, right? We have, we've heard a lot of rumors. We've heard, you know, players like, Hey, people who we hope are coming back, things that might be coming from the Piper. But what we do know for sure, we do have a signing that once again, has the old tried and true Juan Guerra connection. It is Edgardo Rito. He signed from Hartford Athletics, spent some time as well with Oakland roots, um, has a connection there again, a guy who really has a nice pedigree, right? 27 year old, uh, was included on the USL championship, all league first team, um, back in 2022 when he was with Oakland has a connection there again, a guy who, right. You see this roster keep on building out big guy. I like the sound of kind of where this team is heading. Someone who gives you something a bit different, but Owen, what do you make of the signing? Again, right, we, we've spoken about Rito in the past, and the reason we've spoken about Rito in the past is because this signing didn't come as a surprise yeah. uh, to either of us. It was one that we'd heard was work in the works uh, behind the scenes for a, for a while, right? And it doesn't come as a shock in part because, A, as well, it's a former uh, Oakland Ritz player that played under Juan Guerra, had some success in that season. That's a season, of course, that he was shortlisted to be an all-league defender. Then you look to uh, just, you know, the fact that he's he's Venezuelan, which always we kind of joke about it sometimes, right? We joke about it sometimes, but obviously when you build certain connections, when you have certain links, it's wise to make the most of those links. It's wise to take advantage of those connections. It's wise to to find ways to to exploit those kind of connections. And and ultimately in the end, that's how you sign good players that are maybe, you know, either some of them fly under the radar or others are just, you know can be misprized or whatever you, you you make the most or you win out battles to sign people because of those kind of connections but but look he's a good player we know he's a good player he's someone who actually even before the end of the season i was having a a chat with with peyton gallagher of course who was the um the play-by-play uh radio announcer uh, for rising radio and he he came out of the blue 
I had heard nothing of the links with, with Edgardo Rito and just said, you know who'd really look good in this side? <laughs> you really have some good links yeah. to play with guys like Panos in the attack. Would be able to to create those kind of like dangerous overlaps. It would be explosive from the back, able to create things. Um, and yet at the same time is defensively all right. Would be a guy like Edgardo Rito. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, when I then had a conversation with him, it was like, yeah, you might, what do you might want to think about that Edgardo Rito. <laughs> Um, signing, yeah, it's look, he's someone who I think does fit this team. He fits a lot of the profile of, of what Juan Guerra is looking, um, in terms of the explosiveness out of the, the, the wing back positions. Um, he's someone who I think is, is going to match up well, um, in this team and, uh, I think has the potential to take this team to a new level, um, if all goes to plan. Absolutely. And well, and I'm even hitting on that last point you mentioned, right? Of like, if all goes to plan. Listen, we saw that throughout last season, this team had a like it really a, a riches at that wingback position, a gluttony of depth. And yet, did they not need every bit of it? Again, some of the guys that featured at wingback during last season, who's that Chuck Wu, Gabby Torres, um, goodness, uh, what's it called? Uh, not, not Crutzen. Uh, wow, I really had a had a had a whole whole list. Manjoma. Joma, thank you. Oh my gosh, my brain, my brain is mushy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Manjoma, yeah, I mean Quajo there, like you, and so many other guys who have who have have featured there um, just throughout the season. It's it's something where you need depth at that position, and that was you know due to injuries. Guys were cycling through the team, cycling back, all that different type of stuff. Even from just a minute standpoint, this team, I know, right? The next step, we'll get into it, right? You're hoping maybe they. You know, not only are going deep in the playoffs again, where they need where they need guys, maybe even in some other club competitions, in other different types of assets, you really want to be able to emphasize that depth at that position. So, I mean, to your point, I think to me, I don't look at this as just as a depth piece. It is a guy who can elevate, but also a guy who, no matter where he ends up on the pecking order, no matter where Gabby Torres ends up on the pecking order, no matter where. No matter where um, anyone really ends up on this pecking area, where Manjoma, anyone who's already signed to this team in that wingback position, the guy's going to play. And he's not just going to feature. He's not just going to get spot minutes. He will be playing some significant minutes if even half the plan goes according to plan just on how this team likes to use those players. But let's talk a little bit. Let's let's look at right where they are right now. And again, okay, I, I feel comfortable sharing this one. I was uh, back home had a, having a conversation with Juan. He says to me, um, you're going to see this, Ross, this squad that we're putting together and you're going to wonder how you're going to get them all on the field. Even yep. just now, right? Let's look. Gabby Torres, yep. uh, Edgardo Rito. The indications are that Juan Carlos Azucar is going to be more of a wing back. Yep. This three already, all of whom could well be starting in this league. Yep. There's more to come. There is more to come. Okay. How are you going to get these guys on the field together? How are you going to find ways to have them all contributing the best they can? Of course, again, there's another side we're about to announce short. Well, about to discuss shortly. Um, there's just so much over the course of just building this squad that. I, I don't know. I feel like the baseline is rising in some of these positions. Okay. I feel as though the overall talent, the quality, yeah. the same problems from last year in some ways in that, how are you going to get all these guys out there? Definitely. No. And I, and I think it's a, a good problem to have. And we even, I, here's the other thing too, is when we were going into the season, I think a lot of the guys who we figured were going to get significant minutes, who were going to become not just bona fide starters on the team, this team, but very much key contributors and almost focal points, 
it turns out they were not fit the mold for last season. Again, it's it's not trying to take shots, but you think of your Fetty Varelas, you think of even ways of how Erickson Gallardo was built, you build with his blistering speed, stuff like that. Guys who they weren't really in that position, whether it's, you know, whatever the reason being, they didn't really live up to that billing. Now, listen, this season, it's a whole new ball game. You never know how those guys are going to bounce back. Um, but what that means is, you can come in with the reputation, you can come in with the experience, but none of it matters until you actually not only hit the pitch, but really seeing how things are played out over an entire stretch. So to your point and to Juan's point and everyone's saying, hey, in our best plans, let's see how to get all these guys on the pitch. Well, the beautiful part about this is, as we've kind of seen, the same guys who are really starting the season who are getting a lot of those significant minutes. Sure, a lot of them ended the season getting significant minutes, but a lot of them did not. Again, whether by injury, whether by performance. There's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of decisions needing to be made, but this team you're going to have a lot of key guys contributing at different parts. Yeah, and speaking of which, there was another or uh, well, re-signing in this case. It was announced what? today, wasn't there, Max? There was Alejandro Fuenmayor. You know, very much a guy who, again, we saw. We were even saying there was some rough segment of guys who kind of had rough patches early on in the season, but a guy who without a doubt was one of the key contributors down the stretch was really in many ways, just kind of a lock, not only to start, but really play significant roles. He will be paired with right by all expectations with Stenberg in the back with being able to build out that solidity, um, you know, within the back of the defense. And I think it's a guy who, again, has that experience again, another year in the Juan Guerra system guy who's just got more comfortable with a lot of those more minutes. And again, sands from a couple, uh, you know, silly mistakes that everyone is prone to make a guy who pretty well trusted. And I'm very excited to see what he has with a bit more consistency over the entire course of the season. Right. That's the thing. Okay. I, I think, look, when, when I got down to my ballot for the end of year awards for the mm-hmm. players, I ended up thinking, who's the unsung hero? It's Alejandro Fuenmayor. Yeah. Okay, this is a guy who, how many minutes did he miss? This is someone who was out there week in, week out. And then not only that, I think, look, we had criticism for him in the first half of the season. I know a good number of people did, right? And and I think the game that really, in some ways, unfortunately exposed where his weaknesses the first half of the season had been in was Sacramento away when Rising had that 4-0 loss. That was a turning point for the team. Again, you ever speak to Rising coach Juan Gary, he'll tell you that was the turning point for this team, seeing just how badly that game went and effectively collectively coming together and just saying, not happening again. Yep. Um, but for, for me, that was also a, a turning point for him. He had uh, probably his worst game in a rising shirt in that game. Yeah. But I don't think we ever saw him come anywhere near those depths ever again. He really stepped up in the second half of the season. Much as we said Motriori stepped up in the second half of the season, so did Alejandro Fuenmayor. You've got to yeah. keep some of those guys around. You've got to keep them together and make sure you've got a, a good continuity from year to year. And I personally think that Alejandro Fuenmayor, when you see him coming in, he, he he's... Is he the best centre-back in this team? No, of course not. That's John Stenberg. We all know that. Um, Is he going to be one of the best centre-backs in the league? Maybe not. But is he someone who is going to put in some very, very serviceable shifts throughout the course of the season? Is he someone who you can depend on to to ultimately go out there and put in a a, a decent shift um, to... You know, ultimately go through the season and and be someone that you can consistently start. Yeah, I think he is. 
No, and and I com- I completely agree. Again, I think the big thing here with all of this is, well, first off, for Ali, right? It really was kind of that turning point. You say it was, oh, you know, it was, it was the Sacramento game for this team as a whole. And I know head coach Juan Guerra said the same thing. For him personally, listen, it was, it was the buzz, man. It was the buzz cut. You got it going. That man, literally, I talk about a performance straight off of that. You got to love it. A little bit of a little bit of a shave. Ended up making it look all good, but I think on a, on a, on a on a real note, the thing that's gonna be very interesting with yet another guy returning to this team is just think of the think of just the continuity that you saw from you know the prior from the from the end of the 2022 season to 2023. You know how many guys came back? What do we count? It was like three, and by the time the season was over, I think what Gabby Torres was the only. Unless I'm right, Gabby Torres was the only guy who was held over and still ended the season. Right, you had retired. You had um, you had uh, Kev Lambert. Right, he went on. He went on to MLS and all that stuff. You're now looking at this season and guys who have who are already signed who have coming back from last season. John Stenberg, Eddie Manjoma, Alejandro Frenmoyor, Darius Fromella, Erickson Gallardo, even Rakowski. Guys who just like those lot of glue guys and way more people that you know didn't even mention that we. Are hopefully hearing things are going to come down the pike again. I'll, no I'll say this. I'll say. Yeah. I'll go on. I'll I'll, I'll make some, <laughs> hey, some hints now. Yeah, um, drop a little, drop a little tease for the people. We'll make some hints. So obviously there are there are some rumors rumors going around on social media at the moment. Um, there are more new signing rumors that we're hearing behind the scenes. Mm. Of course, it's a very right. busy time, and I will say that there is of course rumor that some players uh, that I. I think people will be happy to see coming back may come back that have have yet signed deals I, i'm not led to believe that we've seen the end of any possibility of of certain people who were here last year and haven't been named so far um in terms of coming back i think there's still scope for uh deals to be agreed people to be announced um from last year's team that could be returning for next year man. it's a continuity again pieces keep coming back we we saw this team and what they did with and an almost entirely gutted and turned over roster in one off season with many people never having played together before. And if there were very few and far between now you are looking at this roster, you see so many returners, you see that think of all the talent that was there last year, being able to have a yet another off season to train, to come together, to have that build up time. And then, Oh, by the way, the guys you're adding, no big deal. Just former USL championship first team, uh, first teamers, you know, former guys who have just been contributing at a high level. It kind of makes you feel, gives you the feeling that you struck it big, almost kind of like you won the lottery and you can have a chance of that with our friends at Arizona lottery guys. It is December. We know that the holidays have passed right the crit you know your christmases you know new year's is coming around the corner listen if you guys are you know maybe a procrastinator if you guys are those people who like giving belated gifts whether it's to other people or heck even just for yourselves you can get some holiday scratchers for you know that per- special person in there, there's life. one here literally sitting right next to me yeah let's see ah snow much fun there you go see they got even some puns in there for you as well they scar is just one dollar you can literally get a scratcher for one dollar have a chance to win that back plus some top prizes are up to five hundred thousand dollars super easy to get you can even get it at our friends at circle k but go out and buy some holiday scratches today you find a retailer go near you at arizonalottery.com you must be 21 years or older to play it really is a fun time super easy way to just kind of scratch the itch pun you, you know it is definitely a little bit intended uh but right well, guys- max 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 do you think this is a winner come on do you think this will be a winner Wait, is that an unscratch one? 
It is an unscratched one that was literally just sitting right next to me when I got it. I mean, do you, have a, do you have a penny? Uh, I got a, a keyring. I could. Use. Okay, here we go. You're gonna you're gonna scratch you're gonna scratch that, and uh, so you make the next ad read. Of course, I'm you, you know you, you know how we you know how we roll, buddy. Why is Owens yeah. uh, scratching that Arizona Lottery holiday scratcher? Right again, you can get our friends at Circle K, and uh, you got the itch. You can go on to Circle K because right, they have their 31 days of Circle K. Again, it's day 28. You still got a couple more days. Go on to the Inner Circle app. You literally can get free stuff. I'm not even kidding you. It's literally just very easy. Go on this, go on the app, play the 31 days of Circle K. I have gotten free water bottles, free chips, free drinks, free pizzas, literally all different types of things just by going on to the Inner Circle app. It is that darn easy. Again, if you haven't signed up yet, what are you doing? Get that discounted gas. Get those free Polar Pops. Get those free snacks. Get all of that great stuff. Head on over to Circle K again. Download the Inner Circle app. All you need is a phone number. Terms and conditions do apply. It is at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. They even have the Arizona Lottery Machines. It's you know, So many of them are automated. Very easy to stop in. All the different types of deals. It's good stuff, man. Uh, oh, and you're still scratching away on that bad boy. How's it? How's it looking so far? Uh, I'm on to the so. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, huh? So none of my numbers match up, but I did have the sleigh thing on here, which I think means that I won double. So I had to get the money back that it cost. Hey, money back it costs. There you go. go. And you didn't even buy the scratcher. Your boy did. No, so yeah. you actually win money. So there you go. Oh, but yeah. hey, again, it's fun. Fun. Nice, nice game to play. There you go. Um, well, guys, we're not playing games uh, when we're talking about Rising's New Year's resolutions, right? It's, it's again, I, we kind of intro the show of like, how does this team improve? And how, why, why are we making resolutions for a team that, you know, we, we want the cup? No, man, we won the cup. We already did. We already did the big thing. Rising Art did the big thing. So how can they approve upon that going into next year? What is a resolution that we can look to? Well, one, we, we've identified, you know, three, right? Some on-field stuff, some off-field stuff. The first one, if we are looking at the on-field stuff, right, it is solidifying that roster overall. And it is kind of a mix, Owen, of not just bringing back, you know, some of the key signings and the key re-signings, which they've already done, but it's really kind of identifying who are those difference makers that have proven it at the league level, can come and make a difference, challenge for spots, challenge for playing time, and really just take this team to a whole nother level of consistency. Because I think the thing that we kind of mentioned is this team made a, made a playoff run seemingly in a way out of nowhere. We kept on saying when the, this team has the talent, they have everything to let make it click. But so often it was start, stop, it was sputtering, it was everything like that. I think the next evolution for this team is to create dominance throughout the season. Yes, you're going to drop points. Yes, you're going to lose games from time to time. But how can we see this team charging into the playoffs with a home, with home matches, perhaps, dare I say, and really making a challenged effort? Here we go. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's something that will come from the fact that there's a lot less turnover. That really, really helps. Like You really can't understate just how much that helps to not have that turnover to deal with, to be able to go into a season and, and still have a core there from the previous year. And I think that'll help a lot in terms of just avoiding those early season fluctuations of avoiding some of the need to take time to adjust. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll build on that as well. I think that a more consistent rising team throughout the season as well is a rising team that can also put in a better showing in the Open Cup. And yes, but the Lux MLS teams are back in the Open Cup now. 
there's a surprise. Um, but, you know, I, I personally, I think the highlight of the season, if if it were to happen, would of course be the fact that Porod, the NVR Rapids, would never live it down if we were to happen to see <laughs> Phoenix Rising draw them in the Open Cup and happen to Don't get a win against hot. that team. Mm. You saw how close it was to being drawn last I know, year. I know. Literally swapped two envelopes around and they'd have been playing each other up in uh, up in Colorado. But, I, I mean, look, if you get that that good form throughout the season, show up in the Open Cup as well, put all those things together, I, I, I'm confident they got a better chance of doing that this year than they had last year. We know the talent is there. Now it is just consistency, isn't it? It is. And I think also, right, the other aspect is it's, you know, the the wins and losses, right? Winning the championship, was it always pretty? No. Was this team come from behind, give it, give it the cardiac kids? Absolutely. But I think the other thing, and like, right, it's been said, is we want to see this team, you know, they want to get results, but we want to see them play some beautiful football. And I think, right, at times, absolutely when things are clicking, especially in some of those route games, right? Think your Memphises, think you're loud and stuff like that. Absolutely, this team can turn it on and play some pretty dazzling soccer with the attack. We have a feeling, right, it's going to be some different players coming in, some guys returning that can help add to that. But how can we see a more consistent attack? Again, I can't emphasize enough, that doesn't mean that it's right, right. This team is winning every match. They're routing every match. There's going to be some bumps in the road. But how can we stick true to where it's not as much of, hey, we see something here, and then where is it going? Where is it going? Where is it going? It's, to me, I think a big thing for 2024 for that on-field performance is just less surprises. Just keep on building that ad- identity and really keep flushing out what this team has ultimately been building now for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is, it is. And and I mean, look, it's one of those things where we sit around now and you kind of want to come out with things like, well, you know, the old cliches of, well, this is a team that you see on those days, as you mentioned, where they just absolutely battered certain teams in this league. Well, you see, they can, you know, on those kind of days, they could beat anyone in this league. And then you remember they they, they won the league. So, I mean, no, of course, they, they couldn't beat yeah. anyone in this league on their day. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think, again, it's, it's a movement from last year was meant to be a rebuild year. Let's not forget that. Last year was a rebuild year. Um, they won the league in the rebuild year. Um, and well, so, yeah, I mean, that has to be the goal surely right now. And I, I know that that's something that Juan said afterwards, um, after the final, um, when he was asked like, look, obviously, you, you know, you've kind of reached a peak here with Phoenix rising in terms of winning the league. Um, what's the next step from here? Is it presumably going to have to be, you know, playing that final at home? Um, and he said, yeah, that's that's another dream for this team is to to play that final at home and win that final at home. So if you're going to do that, yeah, you've you've got to you, you've got to make sure that you're consistent throughout the season. Um, but I, I, I mean, at the same time, this is, this is one where I'm going to actually weirdly spin this around on you a bit, Max. Hey, man. We saw last season just how little sometimes a regular season can matter. Mm-hmm. And we saw that because Rising finished in sixth and won the league. Sure. Uh, playing every single playoff game on the road. Oh, yeah. How would you balance? I know I mentioned the Open Cup earlier. How would you balance? Now, knowing that, how, are you gonna, how would you balance the focus on regular season play with maybe focusing the Cup? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question, man. I mean, I think... I think I think the fir- first part is is 
you never want to sacrifice your position in the league because at the at the at the end of the day, right? If you if you're able to win the Open Cup, that is something that's historic. That is something that re, that echoes beyond right, not just this season, but really like that's an all time. Sacramento go to a final. You that's what I'm saying. That's an, all, that's, like, an all, that's, that's an all that's an all time achievement. Now, with that being said. The beauty about the Open Cup ride is like, are there matches you're playing? Yes. Does it clog up your midweek fixtures? You bet it does. Um, I think if you are able to build out the squad that I don't want to say it's a moot point, but it makes it a little bit less challenging. Now, if you're asking about how like, you kind of balance everything, lest we forget, there was a point in the season where we weren't even talking about, oh, where is Phoenix Rising going to play? There was a very realistic conversation with about, what, two months left in the season. Is Phoenix Rising going to even make the playoffs? That was not a sure thing. And we can harken back if we want to. About two and a half months. I was going to say, we can can harken back if we want to. And, like, listen, it's now hindsight that, yes, they made 6C and they were relatively comfortable within that, that making the playoffs when you saw the regular season end. But I think it's, to me, just adding a little bit more stability to it all. Now, going to your point of, right – knowing that they can make a playoff run, even if they're not playing their best regular season football. Again, I'll, I'll say, I said it when it happened. I'll say it again. You are never going to see a run like that. There is no way that not just Phoenix rising, but like to me, if you're banking on a team, what every single playoff match, a 90th minute equalizer or go ahead goal. And that's not including everything that happened in stoppage time, penalties in the final, all that different stuff. That to me is, I, listen, I love it. I'm here for it that it happened, but I I don't know if you're always going to get that necessarily Cinderella run, nor do you necessarily want to bank on that. I think that really just from a balance standpoint and from being able to play your best in all competitions, solidify the regular season as best you can. Again, this team has made it very clear, even after they won it, as Juan was saying, as other, as you know, people were saying, we're not satisfied with a title while we're going to relish it, while we're going to bask in it. We want to win it at home. So that starts with getting a top four finish at the very least to very much help solidify your chances f- to do that. Now, when you factor in the Open Cup, yeah, man, you want to see her go far and then at the very least not crashing out quite as early as they have in recent years. And at the very least, I, I, I'm i going to say offense some to New Mexico United just in some of the in the competitions that they've played and the uh, talent that they've played. Just keep it going, man. I think the beauty is no matter whether it's your your top choice starting 11 or guys that come off the bench, you might see a d- drop off here and there. But really, the style of play and the consistency should happen regardless. I'll say this, though, right? The reason in part why you'd say something like a six seed winning is never going to happen again is a slight... The reason it happened this time is because the talent was always there with Phoenix mm-hmm. Rising. Sure. Um, I think six seed... If you had to... if you kind of broke them down at the end of the season based on the talent on the squad. Forget results, forget all of that. You wouldn't put you wouldn't put rising at the top. I'm not going to suggest that sure. for the league, but you wouldn't put them in the position they finished in the regular season. Agreed. The reason that rising were able to do what they did is because there was that gap between where they really are and where the league table ultimately put them. Um I feel as though you'd have a similar gap emerge when you had an open cup run. Now, yep. most of the time, those don't happen. Most of the time, over a 34-game season, teams kind of finish out roughly where they kind of should. Sure. Um, you get a little bit of fluctuation, right? But ultimately, yeah, I I, I still think there's still... Mm, you, you, you may have to give up a few points in the league, I think, if you really want to go deep. And at the same time, look... I, I think so. You've already, you've already, uh, ultimately, if you're Phoenix Rising fans now, right, you've seen your team lift the playoff trophy. You've seen your team lift the trophy for the regular season winner. 
what's next? Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, winning the trophy at home is is a big one. I understand that. But I still I still think that a run, even if you don't ultimately win it, if you have a run kind of like Sacramento. So you make it to the final. Yeah. What an achievement. Sure. I, I think anyone who says they look at Sacramento in that year making it to the final without having some envy is a USL championship fan or is talking out of nonsense. Um yeah. And so I, I don't know. I still feel like there's a there's a need and a especially if MLS teams aren't gonna take it as seriously in the early rounds. Yeah. Anyway, I've completely derailed this with open cup talk now. So I gotta hey, let hey, that, move no, on. that's that's all good. The the one end piece I'll say is right. The Open Cup, be, seeing how they prioritize that will definitely be interesting. And I agree, the on-field part that will be something to add to. The other part that we just can't take for granted is, again, just remaining not only just consistent in the play and the results, but like also just not having a bit of that, you know, I, I hate I hate the term championship hangover. I'm not saying that that will or will not happen, but like making sure that you've seen this happen in this league before. A team is, some teams are dominant. Some teams barely make it by and squeak in and win the whole thing. But like, you can, with all the hype coming in, especially that last year was supposed to be the rebuild. That this year it's more solidified players and everything coming back. You can't let you can't let off. To me, to me, you want to be able to at least finish finish higher and have a more consistent performance. And again, just keep building the identity of this team. That to me is the on field part for this team's New Year's resolution. Second one that I know we were talking about before we started is right. You have a, a fan base very much connected. You have someone who like the guy. Actually, the, wait, can, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt you. Go for I, I'm it. just I'm, there's one last thing on that on that Get championship it. hangover side of things. I just I, I figured I, I figured you'd have something on that. You Go knew ahead. it was coming down. Yeah, that yeah, route. yeah. But, <sighs> San Antonio FC mm-hmm. were overrated. They were That's overrated right. last season. Yeah. Um, I feel that they as a team. The whole mentality monsters thing always made me oh, laugh. Gosh. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> it made me laugh even more when Panasonicus oh, yeah. is on the field asking for his phone so that he can tweet it at people. Um <laughs> after Rising won the title. Um but Priorities. I, I, I wonder I, I, I just feel as though they're such a different team in a lot of ways. Personnel, attitudes, um, all of that that I, I just don't see personally a comparison with them. Um, okay. This is a very different kind of beast to take up to kind of as a challenge for rising. I yeah. understand that. There is, of course, a transfer championship hangover, but I don't think it'll be quite of the same type that saw San Antonio really struggle um, at times last yeah. season. Okay, yeah. There wasn't, yeah, don't even, I, I don't part really worry about that. But again, it's, Sure, teams have been saying the same thing, and you see how things play out. So let's just make sure. Let's just, for rising sake, take care of business where you need to. Um, going on to the off the field portion again. This team, it's a championship team. You have a fervent group of supporters. You know whether it's you know Banditos, other people in the stands, everyone who is you know paying their money, wanting to support this team. If they weren't out last year, you imagine that they want to go root for a championship team. Take that for what you will. This team should be buzzing by the time March rolls around. Owen, I think the second resolution that we have pegged, it is connecting with the fan base in, you know, just different ways, right? We know people in the Phoenix Rising front office, right? A lot of hard workers, a lot of people doing good things there. But this is a very unique opportunity you have, not just from the on-field performance, but you're now solidified at that stadium. You've been there for a year. You've been able to kind of work out some things. What do you want to see 
within 2024 for this team and how they're connecting with fans. Right. There are two things I'm going to say here. One of which is looking back a little bit in the recent past. Mm. And the other one is looking forward. So when we're looking back in the recent past, I think the team has done some of the right things, as you see what they've done since winning the title. We've seen the appearances in schools, they're going out, taking the trophy round. Oh, yeah. We've seen other things. I mean, look, at the end, I mean, I know that um, uh, Jose Andres Hernandez, of course, going out to it was a community uh, oh, event, yeah, holiday party from a, a Phoenix council member for kids in their district, um, take the trophy out. It's all kind of things like that that are important, right? They're important for the growth of the club, important to show the the presence in the community. I think they're doing a really good job at, at pushing some of those things recently. Um, I also think, though, and this is the one that I'm looking a little bit towards the future, it's worth remembering that as we go into 2024, this is the first regular preseason this team has been able to put together since before the pandemic. Let's just let that sink in a minute. 2021, there were restrictions. They couldn't have people in. 2022, again, there there were restrictions in a lot of ways in terms of just, you know, certain people were traveling in different ways or just the the willingness of how they were going to make things work. Hmm. You look at 2023, they weren't able to do a a full normal preseason because of the stadium move. It just wasn't possible to do. That's a great point. And so... This is this is different. Now, I'm expecting there to be games available for people to go and watch. I've been hearing some of them maybe sneaking up sooner rather than later um, against opposition, of course, from outside of USL. Um, I think the club, if they hit those points right, are going to do a really good job of, of capitalizing on the kind of wave coming off of that championship win mm-hmm. um, in order to... To, to really capitalize on some of that interest. And they, they've got to do a good job and make sure they really work hard. But even then, I mean, you look at some of the other events. You look at the uh, the, the event that Rising had just a couple of weeks ago, and they had people out to take holiday photos. Oh, yeah. Little things. Little things. Little things make the big things, man. Like that. Little things like that. But it's important, right? They're ways of, of connecting and engaging with the fan base outside of the season. Now, once you get into the season, it's harder in some ways and easier in some ways. It's easier because you've got so much going on. Um, it's easy. People are already somewhat paying attention to you. Um, it's harder because at the same time, you've got to balance some of the more fun things like the, sure. the fan side of let's get the players involved. We're doing this, that, and the other also, but the players have got jobs to focus on. Yep. Um, that's easier in preseason. It's easier to find ways to blur those lines in preseason because the, the pressure isn't yet fully on you. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they do with that. I think that the things are moving in the correct direction overall. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, Devin. Devin on the chat. He got. He got his ornament. He got his ornament from. He got his ornament. Hey, hey, we love that. Uh, it's on. It's on the tree. <laughs> I love that. Um, no man, I, I think the preseason. Right. That's a. That's a massive point of being able to. You know, right. Really, really start things off on an earlier note. I know that's something that right. Like. We were literally there at the press conference right before the first uh, home match. And you're like, okay, we're still working on stuff. And you get it. It's it's a, it's something where you got to get it done. They did. And now you're able to actually build upon that. So I'm very curious to see what they keep on doing, right? Um, and I think you're even seeing – this is now another season, right? I think that's the other part of you have guys who have – 
been there now for mo- going on at least their second season. Um, you know, in some people's case, multiple like Gabby Torres, but guys who they're bought into the community, right? They've seen the passion. They love the fan base. Like there's a reason, like you even saw Ale- uh, Ale- Alejandro Fundmore. Of course, there's other factors like, yes, the money has to be right. And, oh yes, how are you going to be within playing time? Like we're not saying that stuff doesn't matter, but the fact where he's saying like, yeah, I, I, I love the fan base. I can't, I want, I want to come back because I want to, you know, want to win. I want to, you know, keep on growing within this team in the community. That's massive. That's not something to take for granted. If, if, if people didn't want to come here and work for the fans, like you can, you know, there, there's other scenarios in which there are possible. So I think that's something that's really massive being able to tap into the, the guys who are there. Yes. You want to of course be important of their time. They are there right to win and to, you know, keep on building points, build towards something better. But I think that's absolutely crucial to have the right guys on the team. Um, and you see it from the top down. That's the big thing is like, especially from the coaching staff, right? From Juan, very much that it's building a family, it's building a community, and it's continuing to tap into that. Well, the beauty as well, I think we ha- we have to say this, right? USL, and, and to be honest, lower level football around the world, the large beauty of it is the accessibility of the game, oh, yeah. right? In a lot of ways. And I don't just mean, oh, it's cheaper to get in and, and things like that. I mean... Just the way that you see the players interact, the fact that there's not that big, massive wall between yeah. players and the fans, the team and its supporters. That wall just isn't there in the same yeah. way that it is at the higher levels. And and so, look, winning does you a lot of good. It always does. But at the end of the day, you've also got to think winning is one side of it. Community is another side of it. You, you can't work without both you can't exist without reaching into both of those 100 um at the end of the day do you want a winner that's uh, aloof and and apart from you if you wanted that you go, go watch mls go watch a top tier bang I mean, but it's serious right that they, there's a difference between those levels part of the beauty of of being able to watch a team at this level in this is it, yeah it's a decent level of football it's not it's not the best you're going to see. It's not the worst you're going to see. But you've got that connection with the team, and that's critical. That's absolutely critical. I know it's something that Juan has been interested in. Again, you go back to day one. Day one when he arrived here, having been at Oakland, he comes in to replace Rick Shans. Day one, what does he say? He wants to put together a team that reflects the people off the field as well, that their fan base can identify with, yeah. that they can see themselves in. That's critical to be able to to build that kind of uh, an atmosphere around the club is absolutely pivotal. And especially at this level, you have to be able to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's uh, it's from the inside out and all of that jazz. And you keep on talking about you bring it up right of the identity of this club, building that community leads in well to our third New Year's resolution. And I know you want to chat about this. It is getting a little bit more clarity and kind of looking at the future for this team regarding the women's team within the league. Yes. Yeah, we got, we got to talk about this, right? I'm getting people tweeting at me. We I got know. To it's this. the hot topic. You I, see I, teams I, being announced. You see all these are interested to know what's going on, right? And, and the answer is I don't have anything to tell you at this point. <laughs> Right, See, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's not yeah. good. I know. We we agree. Okay, because yeah. listen, right, and you you know this. You know this, Max. Right, and if you've been watching this entire show, you know that there's a difference between me saying 
about I can't tell you these things and weirdly hinting and prodding in the way that that we were with the signings earlier, right? Because we've heard more than we can say. Every, everyone knows that that happens. But I, I don't have anything to tell you guys about at all about what's going on with the women's team. I know that there's been... And what, what I do hear is always the most happy at the direction at which things are going at the moment behind the scenes on that. I'll say this. There was excitement when this was announced. Yeah. I was also, however, surprised when this was announced. Because it was only a year after we'd had the interview with Club Governor Bill Krauss here on PHNX Rising. Oh, yeah. Where he told us that that wasn't something they were looking at, that they needed to find ways to balance the books on the men's side before they'd really consider it. That changed very quickly, very quickly, to see that kind of movement towards, yeah, we'll have a team in Super League. I'm just going to say this now. If you don't put out a team that looks like it's had the thought, the commitment that this group has tried to show via its men's team, there are going to be a lot of very disappointed people. And that disappointment is possibly an understatement. There will be people who will be quite angry at the fact that... And and there's still time to rectify all of this. There's still a lot of time to to see. I mean, again, this stuff could be around the corner. Maybe it's the most closely guarded secret this club has ever had. Okay. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, again, yeah, you've got other teams are making moves. The simple thing is that Phoenix Rising and the group behind the the USL Super League franchise have to seriously start thinking about when they're going to capitalize on it. It's been radio silence for a long time. And certain things that could have been done haven't been done. that would have even given a little bit more momentum maybe towards putting a team out there. I'm not sure what to expect at this point. I'm going to keep an open mind, um, but I'm really not sure what to expect at this point. As you see other teams being announced, other clubs really having their moments in the sun and, and Phoenix in the nicest possible way, right? Tampa, Tampa, big market. Okay, I understand that. Tampa Bay Sun, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing out of them. I think they're making some really good moves to putting together a very interesting team. We'll have to see what happens over there. Um, But Phoenix is one of those big market teams in this league. Yep. If USL Super League is going to launch with the kind of image that it wants to portray to the world of what it is. You're the big dog. You need teams like Phoenix that have Do. been announced Do, man. to step up and uh, and step up to the plate in this moment. You can't have them lagging behind. The pressure is on, it is. seriously. Um, yeah. um, a lot of people have questions over USL Super League as well, just because it's a, it's a weird one to have it two is. Division One leagues. Pretty wild, man. But that's where we are with this at this moment in time. There will be two Division One leagues yeah. based on what we understand. The opportunity is there. I mean, especially when, you know, not just from the we've talked about this before at length, but not just from, you know, the uh, where the state of women's soccer is in this country. There is an opportunity where, you know, where I believe that these two leagues can coexist that even right alternative timelines and playing and everything like that, that there is an appetite for it. And if you're talking locally, what like there is so much, not just momentum to get this done, but to your like and announced and get things rolling soon. But to your point, it's not just momentum. It's also pressure of you have a team 
from the men on the men's side that is coming off a championship season. They are retooling. You are seeing this added commitment to the community. And regardless whether plans how they were initially, the fact that you haven't really heard much, and to your point, it might just be the closest guard secret. News might drop tomorrow, for all we know. But it also it also though gives the impression of it being a second thought. And that's just it because you're seeing everything else happening throughout the league, and you don't want this to just become something that, like to your point, is hastily put together. This sign that was very much the afterthought. You have a prime market. There, the 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 grassroots and the opportunity here at in youth soccer at such a local level, being able to make an impression in the boys' game, in the women, in the girls' game for those next generation of soccer players, and really hitting home on the families. And there's so much more than just that. But like, that's really where I think this organization can grow so much is being able to tap into the right people. And if you're able to actually follow through and move on to that, man, it makes the world a difference. And if you don't, it is going it, to, it's going to be, it's not going to be a great look. I do see we got Pern Keys, $1.99 <laughs> super chat. Sons are talented, just lazy. They have to want it. Um, Why does everyone think we're the uh, Suns part? <laughs> uh, I don't know how that relates to the, uh, uh, is there, uh, is, uh I don't really know the trend. I don't really know the, the tie in there, but, um, yeah, so this is, this, this is, uh, it's not a, it's not a, it's not the Krusty Krab. This is, uh, this is the PHX rising podcast. Um, well, Max, what do you think Are the sun's talented and lazy or, uh, what? give me your take. Come on quickly. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say lazy. There's just been a, uh, yeah, yeah, a bit of a guilt edge. How the how does they say? How about there's that? some work needs to be done. Uh, some need, need the clinical finishing, but no. Uh, to finish the to finish this, um, right on the on the on the women's side, you want to see sign. You want to see transparency. I understand you don't want to release all your cards if things are still happening. But again, the fact that you're seeing everything around the league, the fact that it's not just isolated. To, oh. You know, oh, it's like the entire, you know, other teams aren't announcing. And, oh, you see hype building up in all these cities and that's not happening anywhere else. No, other cities are moving on. Other cities are getting things up and running. You got to see this happening on a local level in some way, shape or form. And or else you're going to you, this is the momentum. This is where to strike, man. Yeah, right. Here's the thing. OK, it's a different game to when, when you compare this with completely new clubs. OK, yeah. in terms of. Yeah, you've kind of got a, an inbuilt fan base. You're trying to piggyback off of a little bit, and, and, and it's not like people like Rhode Island who've obviously had to spend months putting in real right. hard, serious groundwork to even build so the much. audience that oh, you yeah. can kind of get to. But oh, yeah. I'll tell you this one now: Super League Phoenix on Twitter. This is the official account, right, of yeah. the team. Of course. When they last tweet? When they last tweet, Max? Give me a guess. <sighs> Did they did they even send out did they send out a congratulations tweet for Phoenix Rising? No. Okay. Uh, hmm. That's a, I don't know, uh, man. This is a retweet as well. Okay. I don't know. The last tweet was a retweet of the league account, USL Super League account. Yeah. May 26, 20, uh, 2023. Oh gosh. That yeah. that ain't great. Devin also says three May. months. No, man, that's that's May. It's now almost 2024. A couple of days off. Oh gosh. That's uh that's that's a long time. 
That is a long time. People don't forget things that you say back in May. Um, before we go anything on, I would like to say shout out our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays, uh, you know, uh, organizations can hide behind. Uh, I'm not saying if they are, aren't, but organizations can hide behind announcements. But uh, when you are, got Max, Shady Rays. why do you do this? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you can't hide behind uh, Shady Rays because they got those polarized, the premium polarized shades. They're absolutely fantastic. Rocking. Uh, gosh, what is it, dude? I have like the nice like silver ones. There's I, they have the more sophisticated names that I can bust out, but they're good. They got the they got aviators. They got snow goggles. They have everything you guys need. It is snow season, right? You going up north, getting some skiing, some snowboarding, in, all that fun stuff. They got them there exclusively for you guys. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. It's still a little late holiday action. ShadyRays.com. Use promo code PHNX. You get fifty. That's five zero percent off of two pairs of polarized shades. It's freaking awesome, guys. Try it for yourself. These shades are rated five stars or better by over 500,000 people. It's an absolutely great time there. Gotta love it. And, you know, you could be dr- it, actually, drinking. Actually, I've, I've got a question about, about Shady Rays quickly. You Suck said it. they block block out the, what, the sun, the reveal, stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do they also block out uh, Brighton versus Tottenham Hotspur scores? Unfortunately, you do not, because that was quite oh, a okay. walloping. Uh, what does help with that? Copious amounts of four peaks. <laughs> um, you must drink responsibly, right? We got a little, here we go. That helps with that. Um, you know, listen, Spurs, Spurs made a little bit of a comeback, but it was, uh, that was a horror. That was a shambolic performance. Four peaks helps with that a lot, right? You could turn to, oh, let's see where I'm pointing. This is, I, I always mess up with these things, but you got the, the peach, the hazies, the kilts, the sun's brew, Little, ooh, little, uh, ooh, little wow. We got the Redbird Lager, even all that stuff, all different types of things right behind me in the Four Peaks mini bar. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, literally, if I wasn't not podcasting right now, just tilt my head back and right, just go to town on that tap handle. Good time. But hey, check out Four Peaks. They always have great stuff. They're 8th Street Pub. You guys already know it's always popping, always have good things going on. Make sure to check them out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with all the latest and greatest they have going on. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy Four Peaks. Enjoy responsibly. Um, and then also, of course, right, make sure you guys hit this like button. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got the stuff going on in the locker, got the new shirt, all that fun stuff. If you haven't gotten the new PHNX rising champion shirt, what are you doing? Go to the phnxlocker.com, Get it. Mine is in the mail. It's boom. It's on screen. Absolutely love it. And when I say in the mail, it's been delivered. I've literally just been lazy and haven't gotten it out of my mailbox, but I will be repping it on Tuesday's pod. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that's uh, I think that's all, all we have for tonight. Uh, right uh, 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 Max, what's up, dude? We're gonna issue with the summons. Well, no, well, no. Wait, people are yes. wait, wait, wait for what? Yes. What, what, is, what is this about? The trial of Adma. Oh, what is this about? What is this? What this guy, Matt, Mo put Max on trial next week. Um, what? What is this? What is this for? Uh, for crimes against the uh, tattoos. What do you mean? You haven't gotten it yet, have you, mate? Okay, well, okay. Well, no, but the, 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 real, the real thing here is that Max is currently trying to get out of his obligations. We'll no, I'm not trying to get out of it. this no, on whoa, whoa. January 2nd next week at 6 p.m. Um, Max will be uh, on trial, effectively. What, what does that mean? I don't know, mate. Is this your idea? No! <laughs> I can just, I can, I can, I don't have to go. I can just leave, right? There's no, there's no No, problem. you can't. We're going to have like a gavel? 
Can can I can I have Damon dress up in a powder wig? Like, is that a thing? I find you defendant innocent because you don't have to get a tattoo, like stuff like that, right? You really think he's gonna say that? <clears throat> we guess we'll have to find out on Tuesday, January 2nd, 6 p.m. Don't know who came up with this idea, but this is going to be something. Um, so it yeah. mostly comes down to this Max trying to get out of certain elements of his obligations. Never, never, never. Absolutely. People, people keep on asking if I've been dodging a tattoo. Apparently, there's someone at the you know start of this chat. Has Max got a tattoo? Uh, apparently, there's a whole YouTube profile. There's a Twitter profile for it. Y'all are obsessed, but apparently... if well, this Someone is actually happen- replied to me and said they won't watch the podcast unless you actually do it. Oh, don't because don't they do they don't have time to to watch people who who make things up. How dare you? Well, if listen, if this is gonna get things done, okay, trial the ad man, whatever that whatever that idea is, put me on trial. January second, this Tuesday, six p.m. Here we go. This is gonna be a nightmare. All righty. Well, appreciate everyone joining us here on the PHNX Rising podcast. Oh, wait a second. I almost violated the own ad man rule. Burrito Express, everyone. <laughs> Burrito Express, they got the burritos. I'm trying to you wrap up. Hard, Max. I'm trying to wrap up this show. They're trying to wrap up burritos. It's a darn good time. How do you like that for a transition? Uh, they have all the different value locations. Rumor has it they're opening up a new one soon in the little South Phoenix area. For those of you in the 2K, there we go. Boom. But hey, check them out. Grab a burrito at burrito exp follow them on twitter at burrito exp all kinds of great stuff there check them out grab a burrito and uh yeah really really helps especially if uh, you're being on trial for anything like that uh, also what helps being on trial makes the situation a little bit lighter hang on hang on hang on hang on i'm interrupting you now i, I just want to go back and rewind a minor little moment there you just describe our tiki as south phoenix did i say that who calls our tiki well, it's not South Phoenix. It's like it's more southern. You know what I mean? It's like Who not the east, <laughs> but it's not the east side. It's not the west side. It's not the north side. If we're given a direction, it's it's kind of like it's not South Phoenix, but it's like it's not southeast. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a I'm not a topographic uh, or topographer or whatever that is. Anyway, OG's brands doesn't matter what you are. Anyone and everyone What's can your enjoy. Topographer is what you're going for either there. Maybe it's not. I actually am kind of scared what that is. Um, anyway, OG's brands, uh, anyone can enjoy them if you're 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly because especially they have two new products, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. That was my nickname in college, the Big OG's. What does that mean? OG's Naturals, they're vegan gummies made with live rosin available in a sweet clementine flavor. And then the Big OG's gummies, it's a mega version of their Pegs Raspberry Orange RSO. It is absolutely phenomenal. That is a Big boy, 100 milligrams, perforated into 10 pieces of 10 milligrams. So nice, a little convenient on the go, but it's phenomenal. Love our friends at OGs. They always are cooking up some great stuff that tastes absolutely delicious. To learn more about what they have going on, check them out at ogsbrands.com. You can find them at a local dispensary near you while you're doing so. And uh, yeah, support our friends at OGs. We love them. Uh, their gummies are phenomenal. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, man. This is this is a pod. Uh, again, just to make sure nothing flashes on screen. Definitely nothing next Tuesday, right? I just want to make sure we're clarified on that. There, Tuesday, the trial of Adman. Uh, trial okay. of Adman. Thank you, producer Jacob. I uh, really appreciate you being on top of it, buddy. <clears throat> All righty. Well, uh, now that we got that out of the way, I appreciate everyone joining us here on the PHNX Rising podcast um yeah it's always a fun one appreciate you guys joining us on um, kind of after the holidays before the new year a little little uh 
December sandwich there. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. Follow Owens on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow, of course, follow the podcast at PHNX underscore underscore rising because I'm very scared for the answer. Double the underscore. Double the tattoos if you don't get it done in a timely manner, Max. <clears throat> guess we'll have to wait. interest guess we'll have to wait for the trial um yeah tuesday there we january... go. great you got me a new idea i need to ask for two now because you've taken too long tuesday january 2nd 6 p.m trial of the ad man it is a beautiful game but it's way much more beautiful when um promises that i make don't come back to buy me bye one when you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers.